Hello, and welcome to show number 2349 of Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. The picture you've shared is a collage of portraits of 12 different people. They are arranged in a grid with three rows and four columns. Here is a description of each person from left to right, top to bottom, first row. The first person is a young man with a light brown skin tone, wearing a green hat. He has a serious expression. Next to him is an older man with wrinkles, wearing a purple beanie. He has a stern look. The third person is a young woman with dark skin and a small afro. She has a neutral expression. The last person in this row is a young man with dark skin, wearing a gray hat. He has a slight smile. Second row. And so forth through all 12 faces, followed by... These portraits seem to represent a diverse group of people in terms of age, ethnicity, and style. And that was the output that I got from using the Be My Eyes app and introduces today's show about some of the issues that were raised recently about facial recognition in such apps. The Be My Eyes app now offers users their choice of whether to work with a sighted volunteer, an AI bot, or specific people in their own group of friends and family. We'll talk with founder and CEO Hans-Jürgen Weiberg about these various options, as well as recent privacy issues around facial description and recognition. But first for our tip of the week, this week's tip is a very practical one from Hans-Jürgen Weiberg. When I make coffee at home, I uh, like to make a filter coffee. And uh, until a few months ago, I could barely see when I was pouring the uh, boiling water uh, on the coffee, Um, but I cannot see that anymore. So I took a cork and I put a stick into that cork. And now I can feel how much water is in the filter (laughs) Uh, without hurting my fingers or anything. And the cork floats. So when the water goes up, the cork goes up. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, and the best part is, if that cork breaks, you just have to drink another bottle of wine. Yeah, that's right. Maybe I should uh, be a little more rough on it, so... (laughs) (laughs) You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Let's start by meeting Hans. Well, today's guest has been with us on the show several times before, but for those who may not know you, can you tell us who you are, Hans, and tell a little bit about what you do? I'm happy to do that. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Uh, My name is Hans-Jürgen Weiber, and I am the founder of Be My Eyes. I live in Denmark, and I am almost blind myself, Um, and um, I have been working uh, on Be My Eyes since 2012, together with my uh, amazing team. Uh, We are based partly in Denmark, uh, where I live, and uh, then we have a number of people in in, in the U.S., and we have one working from Finland, so we are uh, very uh, international. Support for Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. 
Find out more about partnership opportunities by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is recently raised privacy issues around facial description raised by the recent incorporation of AI into Be My Eyes, as well as the even newer option to request sighted assistance from specific people in your own group of friends and family. Well, Hans, we have a lot to talk about today, in particular the new Be My AI feature that you introduced several months ago and uh, we talked to you about several months ago. And I wanted to make people aware of all the accolades you've gotten recently for that feature and the press you've gotten. Can you talk a little bit about that? That must be pretty exciting. Um, We have gotten... uh tremendous interest uh, about uh, Be My AI and um, to super sure to tell what it is. Um, it's uh, a part of Be My Eyes where you take a photo and you get a description of the photo back and the description is provided by uh, OpenAI and it's a totally amazing how detailed these uh, descriptions are. So, of course, and this is uh, brand new, um, nothing we have seen before, at least uh, in in that uh, level of details. And OpenAI is artificial intelligence from a source where they actually contacted you to ask if you would be willing to incorporate that into Be My Eyes. Yes, we were uh, completely surprised and, and uh, frankly uh, blown away because uh, everybody in the whole world was talking about OpenAI since they had launched uh, Chat uh, GPT-4. Um, and then suddenly uh, on February 1st, they called us and said that we also have something that would work for, for blind people. And then uh, they uh, told us about this image-to-text uh, engine that they had made. Um, and they asked if we wanted to kind of partner with them and make that available for uh, our Be My Eyes users. So in, uh, I don't remember the date, but in April, uh, we uh, we launched the, the Be My AI feature. And it's amazing the detailed descriptions that that AI function can provide back. If I take a picture of something, it tells me everything about the picture. And if there's something about the picture it doesn't tell me, I can ask follow-up questions to ask more details about some particular item in the picture. It, it really is a tremendous feature. Thank you. One of my, I think, best examples of this is when you are, uh, let's say, a student and you, you, you have the this uh, book and there's some uh, graphs um, and I you, you know that uh, voiceover or <laughs> any screen reader doesn't do a good job of describing um, uh, graphs but be my AI is superb at that and also the fact that you can ask follow-up questions as you said and you can go back and you can do the same thing once again uh, because uh, I mean we have all been there and had this uh, piece of text in a learning book that we we needed to understand and we had to go back and back um, uh, multiple times to to understand that. And that can be kind of um, uncomfortable or maybe even embarrassing if if you are asking your fellow student to explain something to you three or four times. Um, But with Be My AI, you can ask 30 times if you want to 
and also uh, at a later stage you can go back and all that so it's a super uh, amazing tool we have now that we have not had before so and it's this new capability of having the computer be able to describe whatever your camera is looking at so well that surprisingly, maybe not so surprisingly, raised the issues that we wanted to talk about today, about how do you deal with facial recognition? The face recognition uh, issue is that there is uh, laws in uh, the state of Illinois uh, that has a law that uh, says you may not at all process a picture with faces on them. Uh, you are, of course, if you live in Illinois, you are allowed to take whatever pictures you want and have them on your phone and all that. But you're not allowed to kind of make a program or service that will process and recognize people. Uh, but the law says that you you may not process the pictures if there is a person on the picture. And of course, uh, we were not making anything that could recognize specific people. Uh, we just wanted blind people to have a sense on um, how their family was uh, looking today, or uh, if you took a selfie, how is my makeup, or something like that. But OpenAI, they realized that uh, this would uh, not comply with the laws of Illinois. Um, and at the time, we had no way to kind of say to uh, OpenAI, this is a person from Illinois. So that's when they kind of uh, stopped any kind of processing of pictures with uh, not only faces, but uh, that was the first step. They said, uh, no faces. And then later on, they said, um, no parts of a human being. Um, and, and then uh, the whole feature was basically useless. It was a terrible situation. And then uh, short after, uh, OpenAI said, uh, no faces. And then, <laughs> yeah, sorry about it, but the hell broke loose. Um, and we got thousands of emails that we had to handle. And uh, everybody was annoyed uh, about this with very good reasons. Um, it was not be my eyes false, but yeah. At that point, I started hearing no end of complaints from Pete. So why don't you describe what that was like from the user's perspective? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember when that change came to be my AI, I had been seeing pictures of our grandkids and it would say two happy kids smiling, looking at each other, one wearing glasses. And then all of a sudden, one day, my son sent us a picture of the grandkids and it said, sorry, this is a face. I can't do anything with it. And I thought, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and and we have had some very touching blind parents um, having their kids describe the maybe uh, on a, a daily basis and 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 uh, they were super super uh, happy about that and and um, of course they could call someone and uh, but but it, it is something else when you don't have a person to be uh, the one describing it uh, even though um, it might be a more precise or um, whatever but the fact that you can really do it on your own uh, was very, very important to, to a lot of people. 
So how was this resolved, Hans? Because now we can have faces described to us. To be honest, it's a really bad solution because uh, what we have done is we have made kind of a fence around Illinois. Uh, and then the rest of the world is good because they don't live in Illinois. But if you live in Illinois, you have the same issue as before. And that's not fair to uh, blind people in Illinois. Uh, they should have the same rights as everybody else. But that was what we could do. Um, and now our uh, general counsel and uh, together with the NFB and other good people try to persuade Illinois to change the text in their law. I don't know. I'm from Denmark. I have no idea how fast or slow that goes in the U.S. or in Illinois for that matter. Um, but I imagine that is not something that they will do overnight. Uh, so, um, of course, it, it's really good for uh, everybody else. Um, but we are here to serve everybody. Um, so I really, really hope that we also can help the people uh, in Illinois. And when we were discussing this issue on the, one of the beta team meetings, your general counsel brought up the distinction between facial recognition, which is identifying who a person is, versus facial description. So these privacy concerns are somehow in you know a gray zone, depending on how you use them. Yeah, but I'm not a, a lawyer at all, uh, but my understanding is that it is really uh, the fact that the law says you may not process uh, the pictures um, because um, we have made it clear to OpenAI that, that, that we are not trying to recognize anyone. That would also, for blind people, be an, an amazing feature to, uh, if you can kind of um, recognize people. Um, if you have it on your own device, maybe you, you can, uh, I believe Apple has uh, something where you can have uh, your families uh, recognized on your own picture, but that will never leave your phone, uh, that uh, thing. Uh, but if you are trying to do this on a, a more or less public uh, service, then you have to comply with, with those rules. Right. And of course, uh, it's also, I mean, describing human beings is also kind of a very uh, delicate uh, matter, uh, because uh, if somebody is uh, very, very short or very, very uh, um, overweight, or um, how do you describe that so you don't offend anybody? And also the gender uh, uh, is not maybe that easy as it used to be in the, in the old days. Yeah, so some of these issues really have to be worked out. I mean, in some sense, we'd like blind people to have all the capabilities that sighted people do. If you get a picture on mm -hmm. your phone, you can tell who it is. You can identify that person. You can see if they're fat or short or tall or female or whatever. And so hopefully we can come to some kind of accommodation where blind people around the world can get the kind of access they need and they deserve. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I believe that blind people should have the same right as everybody else uh, to uh, get information about their uh, surrounding. But it is a different situation when you get it on writing and you can share that writing with social media and, and all that. And then suddenly uh, OpenAI and Be My Eyes is the bad guys uh, telling people that this person is uh, bad or short or whatever. <laughs> right.
because what you as a sighted person is uh, thinking about other people, uh, I mean, you can keep that uh, for yourself or you can talk about it in the family when everybody has left the room and so on. Um, and I mean, that's how the world is. Um, but we are kind of adding this new capability that uh, that is different. So it's not a super easy thing to kind of uh, cope with, uh, but super, super interesting. <laughs> well, we will all have to learn how to deal with new technologies as we've had to deal with new technologies in the past. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Speaking of privacy issues, one of the neat features about AI is some people feel a bit timid about using a sighted human volunteer and AI sort of makes some people feel that they're more private and not sharing their information with others, but that doesn't work for everybody. And I understand you have a new feature that accommodates some of these issues about privacy and who you'd like to share your information with, who you feel comfortable sharing your information with. Can you talk about that new feature? Yes, I can. It's called Groups. Um, and uh, that is kind of the, the, the headline. And then uh, the first thing we will be rolling out is, I believe we will call it friends and family. Um, and that is where you, as a blind user of Be My Eyes, you can create a small or uh, up to 50 people, maybe, group of people you know and trust and then you can place a call to uh, to that group. You don't have to think about who is at work and uh, did I call my sister yesterday or uh, you can simply make this group and then you just press the button and uh, be my eyes will find uh, someone who is available uh, among your private group. And then you can ask them whatever questions you want uh, that you don't want to share with a uh, stranger, uh, which is uh, our volunteers are, of course, uh, strangers. And, and that can be uh, basically anything. Or if you just don't feel comfortable talking to strangers, um, but you don't like to kind of uh, sit down and, and uh, make a, a number of calls until you find some of your friends and family who uh, is available. Um, and you can also make groups for specific things. Um, let's say I live in this uh, super small town and there is one shop. And I have maybe uh, 10 or maybe a little more friends and family who know that job. Then I can make a, a group uh, called the same name as the shop. And then I can just press that button. And then someone who also know or kind of knows that shop will be my assistant when I'm out shopping. That could be one thing. Or I have some super uh, tech savvy uh, friend and then I have a computer issue and then uh, I, I could make all kinds of group or cooking or whatever groups you can make uh, and then add the specific friends and family uh, to that group. Um, and you can even, uh, if you are two blind persons living together, you can uh, share a group. So you can have a, a number of blind people uh, using the same group that is uh, uh, capable of doing uh, a specific thing that you have in common. Uh, or maybe you just, you just know the same people uh, that could be. And we believe this will be a, a very powerful addition to uh, Be My Eyes in general, because sometimes you just want to know who you're talking to but but it it doesn't need to be a specific person you just need to know them or you like to know who they are one of my colleagues came up with this idea that you 
as a blind person, of course, can make these groups. Uh, but if you have a, a brother or sister, they can also be the one who help you manage the group uh, because you need to type in the email and that can be a little bit troublesome sometimes. Uh, but then when you have added one person, then that that sighted person can kind of uh, help you manage the group. Um, you will, of course, always be able to kick people out or invite new people in. Uh, but you can also have a sighted friend who uh, help you manage uh, that group uh, they are part of. Um, and I think that's, um, that's a good thing as well. That is fantastic. So each blind user is going to want to put a number of sighted assistants into this group. Do the sighted assistants need to otherwise in general sign up as volunteers with Be My Eyes, or can they just sign up to be a volunteer for this group? Yes, but uh, I will say that um, any of your friends and family who just want to help you and nobody else, they can just sign up as volunteers. And then uh, when you are making a call to your friends and family, they will see on the screen that this is uh, Pete or Hans and not another uh, person. Um, so they will be able to see if it is somebody they know who is calling or it is a, a random uh, Be My Eyes user. Uh, so in that sense, they can say we will only help you, but they might get a normal Be My Eyes call once in a while, but they can just ignore that So uh, if they don't want to. Yeah, as long as you make it clear that it's easy for them to manage who they're assisting, that should work out just fine. Yeah, yeah. but they will see that uh, uh, when you, as a volunteer, you get a request, uh, it's a notification on your screen. Uh, I believe it now says uh, someone from Be My Eyes needs your assistance or something like that. And then it will say, uh, your friend Hans uh, needs uh, your assistance, uh, so they will be uh, exactly sure about what's going on. Well, congratulations for a great job, and uh, you also have the opportunity to use it yourself. So it works for not only you, but everybody else. I do, yes. <laughs> I think it's um, it, it's really, really important for, uh, I mean, our developers, they are cited uh, um, and we have uh, Brian Basham, the former CEO of Lighthouse in California. Uh, he is also uh, part of uh, my team. Uh, so Brian and I, we are the blind persons on the team. Um, and then we have we have this amazing beta tester group that you are part of as well. Um, so we try to to really engage uh, blind people in the process and and. And not only me, um, but also uh, it's very important that you have kind of new persons uh, signing up and, and telling you how it is to do this for the first time, uh, not knowing about Be My Eyes, because you very soon get kind of accustomed to something and then you don't think about uh, how is this for a totally new person that has uh, never seen Be My Eyes before uh, and, and all that. So it's important that we kind of get uh, press uh, testers in who can tell us the truth about <laughs> what we are doing. And you know how much we have changed the Be My AI based on the feedback we got. Uh, we have not followed all the <laughs> instructions you gave us, um, but we have 
absolutely improve the Be My Eyes uh, functionality uh, and the way it works uh, a lot. And we have uh, a list of things that we need to do. We are right now we are building the uh, Android version. Globally, uh, half our users are on Android. Uh, and right now you can only use Be My AI on iPhone, but we are pretty close um, and um, I believe in uh, before Christmas at least um, it will be available for all our uh, Android users as well. Uh, so that's also super important. Uh, so. Oh, that's great. Well, that is really a tremendous capability. You've really grown a lot in the past bunch of years starting from very small. You must be very proud of where this has come. I am extremely proud, <laughs> and I am so proud of my team. Uh, you see, I, I'm I'm not a tech person at all. Uh, I I just kind of know what I want the service to do, and then I try to persuade them to do that. <laughs> and this feature is something that I have been talking about uh, for a long time. So I'm very very excited that uh, it will now be out there to uh, to our users to use. So, mm. You are listening to Eyes on Success. 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 Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about Be My Eyes, how to get it, and how to contact the team, including Hans-Jürgen Feiberg. Well, Hans, if people want to jump on the bandwagon and start to use the Be My Eyes app, how would you suggest they do that? I think the best place to start would be our website. Uh, if you go into bemyeyes.com uh, and then uh, you can read about uh, what we are doing and uh, you, uh, there's also a link to uh, the, the app store and so on. You can, of course, also just go into whatever app store you're using and search for Be My Eyes um, and then download the app and uh, you will get instructions on how to get started and if you have questions you're more than welcome to send an email to info at bemyeyes.com and as usual you can find all of that contact information in the show notes associated with episode 2349 which is this episode at www.eyesonsuccess.net We'll also have links in the show notes to two previous episodes we did with Hans about Be My Eyes, and you might want to listen to those because they're very interesting too. And there's also additional contact information in the show notes that weren't in the audio. So check out those show notes. They can be a useful resource. We also wanted to mention that we have some special shows coming up that you might enjoy in the beginning of next year, so in about a month, we have Glenn Gordon, who is the host of the FS cast from Freedom Scientific, interviewing me in one episode and Nancy in the next episode about our careers at Xerox and how we started the show. And it's, it's a little bit different. I think you'll enjoy it. He did a super interview of both of us. And we've done a number of shows where we talk about our show and our involvement in the show and what we do to make the show every week. But these two episodes will be introducing you to other facets of each of us. That's it for today's show. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be talking about Uber. 
visually impaired people making use of a ride-sharing service may have unique concerns, such as the accessibility of the service, safety, accommodations for a guide dog, etc. We'll talk with Brianna Gilmore and Chris Yoon from Uber about how Uber addresses those concerns through its commitment to providing equal access to movement for everybody. And that turned out to be a very interesting interview, and I learned a lot about Uber myself. So thanks for joining us this week, and we hope you'll join us for next week's episode. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy. You can access the full archive of previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.